Bruchim Abayim B'Shem Hashem B'Rachnuchem V'Vesa Hashem Welcome to our weekly with me, weekly Wednesday night share. Um, of course, dedicated, as we've done in the past weeks, to Mulya Basarata and Baruch Alevi Ben Yuda. Yehuda. Um, Pashas Yisrael. Pashas Yisrael. Pashas Yisrael. And of course, Chagai Lanot. Tubishvat. What's more beautiful than Tubishvat? The holiday of the trees, the shun of the trees. A wonderful, wonderful holiday. Full of lessons. Sorry, I'm just trying to get my bearings here. Um Khimishasabishvat, Khimishasab every month. I see all the sixties are still hanging on the wall. How embarrassing. Um fifteenth day of the month we've spoken many, many times how the fifteenth day of the month, the Hebrew month, is the day that Siyarabash Musa it's the day when the month is full, the moon is full, and since the Jews go according to the lunar calendar, therefore the month being full at this point, the moon being full, means that this is a zenith, the high point of the month. In the month, of course, we've had Teshvat, Yud Shvat, Yiralov Shvat. Yud and Yiralov Shvat, they have the Stalkus, passing of the previous Rebbe, and the day. That Rebbe took on the Nasius. The Rebbe became our Rebbe. The name of the Friedrich Rebbe, the Rebbe speaks many times, Yosef and Yitzchok. Yosef is the name of we've spoken many times also. Yosef Hashem Li Ben Acher. Yitzchok Halashimei Yitzchak Li. All those that will hear will laugh. The concept of joy. And they suffer in joy, bringing in extra joy. The message and the, and the mission of the Friedrich Rebbe was America is nicht anders, America is no different. And when they were greeted by the boat, and they spoke about this as well, as well many times, greeted by the ship on the docks here of New York City, and they told him, Rebbe, it's not what it was in Europe. Although the Rebbe put on his big day Shabbos, his garments of Shabbos, his padik, and his bekesha to come onto the shores of New York City. 
at the time already, unfortunately, the Rebbe was wheelchair-bound due to the numerous beatings he suffered at the hands of the Russians in their in prison. You have a sectia, Jewish guards that thought they were going to win favor of the German of the Russian communists by Hanifus by comforting them and by being forceful on the on the Jews of Khmaratlan. Scranton and what happened to Atlanta they said it would be with us tonight um, so Yud Shvat we mentioned already the dedication of this year to the Amelia Basara and to Baruch HaLevi Ben Yehuda Yud Aleph Shvat a year later, Tavshin Yud Aleph, the first time the Rebbe has a Maimer for us, stating that he is preparing, he's prepared now, although people had been coming to him with their issues, with their problems, with their situations, and asking for brachas all the, throughout the year. Brachas and advice, which the Rebbe did indeed impart, but the Rebbe never officially took on the mantle, only on Yur Aleph Shvat, Tovshin Yur Aleph. But ultimately, we saw that the it's retro in retrospect. It's in it goes back on the Avar. It goes back from. Yud Shvat Yud, and this year, as we know, Ishnas Chaim. Sixty-eight years from Tavshin Yud, Ishnas Chaim, year of life, and in this year of life, we need to take on more than ever before, Bahachai Yitene Libay. And since the Tesva of the fifteenth day of the month is the month day, that completes the month, that brings the moon into fruition, brings everything into fruition. It's the zenith, the high point of the month. Therefore, it is on this day that we see the greatness of Yud Shvat, and Yud Aleph Shvat. Ve'ha'odom eitz ha'sodeh. A tree has branches, a tree gives fruit bears fruit, not all trees bear fruit of course 
we're making reference to the fruit-bearing trees. And the man is compared to such a tree. And we know the famous story of Meir Mishlana with the fellow that had cut down his fruit trees to expand his field and his sons were passing away. They were getting sick and dying. And he came to Meir Pramishtana. He was not a Jew, obviously. He came to, to Meir Pramishtana. And Meir Pramishtana told him, Kia Oda The person is the tree of the field. And because he cut down the trees, his trees were being cut down as well. And he replanted the trees and his last son lived. And ultimately, years later, when he was a rabid anti-Semite, <laughs> he um, was confronted by a grandson of the of Meir Ramishlana. And as he was trying to disallow the mitzvah of sukkah in his city in his town the grandson brought this about to his attention, told him the story to tell him who's his grandfather when he realized that and he heard that he said oh no this is the one that ultimately saved my life and therefore it is ever so important that I need to repay and therefore let the sukkah remain standing. Just as the tree has branches and the tree has fruits, the person has his branches and his fruits, his teda, his mitzvahs, his deeds, his good deeds. And as we know, a fruit has its seeds, and we plant the seeds of the fruit, and we ultimately reap again the other future trees, as the famous story the famous story again of Naftali with the pears, of Naftali that was granted the great miracle in his impoverished days, and he was granted a miracle where he had pears from Ganadin. And he stood and he sold these pears. First he took one pear and he sliced it up. And he offered everybody a taste. And when they saw, it's a long drawn story, and they saw the pleasure of this pear, the great delicacy this pear was, the phenomenal taste that this pear had, they begged and pleaded, please, please give me another bite. And he said, no, you have to buy a pair. And everybody bought his pears and they bought at an astronomical price. And Renaftoli was ultimately, his salvation, financial salvation came about. And he sold everyone to the last pair. This last pair he cut up, he sliced up and he himself ate very, very slowly, enjoying every bite immensely, and then planted the seeds, and it was generations later that these brought seeds, and these seeds, and this tree finally grew, 
I don't believe that he ultimately merited to see it, but as the story has it, the tree did reap fruits ultimately for the next generation. Um, Scranton, am I disturbing you? Do you hear ringing over there? I'm calling somebody else to join the Skype. Okay. Atlanta, Georgia is supposed to come on as well. I hope they're on. I can't tell. I don't get both on the screen. There we go. We have you both on the screen now. Welcome, Atlanta, Georgia. Happy Tubishvat to you. Whoops. Why did it die? Oh, there you are. You're both there. Okay. Both on. Hope Tubishvat went well for all of you. Hope you had enough fruits. Okay, Baruch Hashem. Um, we tell the girls not to eat dates and nuts at the same time, because then Chas they'll have a nutty date. So to avoid the problems, we tell them. But it would be nice if you eat raisins together with some celery, and you say, Yehi Ratzin, I should have a raisin celery. That does work as well. <laughs> so the wonders of the fruits can do wonders for us. Um, it's great, because everybody's muted. So everybody's laughing, and I can't hear it. Um, I feel like a mime. <laughs> the only thing is it's a reverse, <coughs> reverse mime. I'm doing the talking, and everybody else is the miming. Okay. Let us turn our focus now to Pasha's Yisrael, the very, very rich Pasha. The Pasha which, not the first mitzvah of the Teda, obviously, is brought about, but the beginning of our nation. Although we're studying until now, Avram Avinu, our forefathers, Yitzchak and Yaakov, and the stories of the battles against Yishmael and against the Esavs, against the Lovans, etc., etc., throughout the Chumash Abreshis. And then ultimately the Jews enter the exile of Egypt, and the term, and the, all they go through, all the trials and tribulations they go through in Egypt. And then we heard last week, as they left Egypt, they crossed the Red Sea. And we discussed all that happened before and after the crossing, the battles, the wars, etc. And now the ultimate goal the ultimate goal to reach Har Sinai, Mount Sinai. And for what? To receive the Torah. I have Baruch Hashem, a grandson, studying in Brunois, France, Yeshiva. And I'm Zeicha that every day he calls me to say, Hello, Zaydi. 30 seconds, a minute sometimes. Unfortunately, as a mean Zaydi, I always have to give him something to prod him a little bit. And I said to him, Menachem Mendel, this week is Pasha's Yisrael. Yisrael, it says, first, the beginning of the Pasha tells us, Yisrael had seven names. They also say he has seven daughters. So the seven names, don't tell the guy from the IRS, 
The seven names because he had seven social security numbers because each time he declared bankruptcy and he had to marry off the next daughter. Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. The guy in the IRS's eyes just lit up. He says, thank God the government might close down, shut down again, so he won't be able to, he won't have to pursue that. Uh... Yisrael had seven names. Then it says, who was Yisrael? What was so great about Yisrael? And the first of all, the Torah tells us, that Yishma Yisrael, Yisrael heard. What did he hear? And Rashi says, you don't know what he heard that made the sound of the Jews so, so phenomenal? He heard about Kriyas Yamsuf, the splitting of the Reed Sea, how amazing is that? I don't know how come I'm hearing you if my speaker is off, but okay, I hear you anyway. The splitting of the Red Sea. Then, Rashi adds another thing he heard. And the battle with Amalek. Hello, I asked my son, grandson, Menachem What's so great about the Mulchemes Amalek? The splitting of the Red Sea was a miracle that everyone in the world saw, everyone in the world knew about, because all the waters in the world split. So it was a tremendous miracle and a tremendous thing, and therefore he heard about it, and it was great. It showed the greatness of the Jews. Ultimately, the Jews come past the Yamsuf. And they go to war with Amalek. But more importantly, they win the war against Amalek. So the wording should not be the battle of Amalek, but rather the victory against Amalek. The fact that they battled Amalek, that's nothing great. There's no reason Yisrael should come running to the Jews. And then the Torah tells us, who was Yisrael? And one of the attributes of Yisrael was, he was Koyen Midyon, which meant he served all the idols in the world. He was the priest for all the idols in the world. Ah... I don't know about you, but that's not something I want to put on my resume. <laughs> that's horrible. That's horrible. Even though now he's coming to convert to Judaism, but his track record tells me that he experimented with all the Zaras. So maybe now coming to be Megayer was only another fad. Another step. What is the why is he praiseworthy? What's so praiseworthy about saying that he was a kain of others? Well, my poor grandson was stumped, and I told him, "Don't worry, Tatla. I'll let you call me back tomorrow and tell me the answers." I can tell you, my dear friends, I am not waiting for the answers. He's very busy in all his other studies. 
and I don't think we'll have time to research his Zaydi's trivial questions. By the way, I mean, you know, it's 20 minutes of this year, I have to get another shout-out. A happy uh, Mazel Tov and a happy anniversary to Yossi and Rifki, and they know who they are. And if they ever listen to this year, they'll hear about it in the middle. <laughs> I'll text them. I already text them and tell them happy anniversary. It says, to Bishvat. But um, maybe I'll convince them to listen. Find find this year. <laughs> find your name mentioned in this year. Where's Waldo? Therefore, the name of the Pasha, let's go back, it's called Pasha's Yisrael. That's beautiful. Yisrael, you have a Pasha named after you. And not just a Pasha. A Pasha making, talking about the beginning of our nation, Matan Taita. Wow. Where does that come to Yisrael? Why is Yisrael the title of the Parsha talking about Matan Taita, of all things? We know that the word, the names of every parsha, has a full effect on the whole parsha itself. What is the grand effect of this parsha with Yisrael? enjoy. I say in America, go nuts. connection, though, between Yisrael and Matan is revealed to us in the Zohar HaKadosh. If you are really into Zohar, and you really need to know exactly where it is, it's in Chelek Bey's page Tezai in the, side, the second side. I'm sure all of you are right away reaching to your shelves and taking out the Zohar. I mean, who doesn't have it on their fingertips? The Zayar, after all. It's a commonplace safe. Anyway, the Zayar says, Ad Shaleba Yisrei Veheide Bakadish Baruch until Yisrei didn't come and praise the Almighty and say, Baruch Hashem, Loi Nitna Teda. The Teda was not given. He Nitna Rak Lakash Yisrei Omar. Only after Yisrael said, "Atta yedaiti ki God l'Hashem mikolalikim," now I know that God is greater than all nations. Baruch Hashem, and the Almighty bless the Almighty. This caused such a tremendous elevation to the world, <coughs> to all the upper worlds and all the upper spheres, that it caused the Almighty Hakadosh Baruch Hu, to give the Torah to the Jews. Excuse me, Rashi in turn uses a little different twist on this and says Ginaihu it's actually an embarrassment to Moshe, Aaron and the Shishim Ribu Yisrael Moshe and Aaron and, his, and the 600,000 Jews it was an embarrassment that until Yisrael came along 
and praised God properly, saying, Baruch Hashem, the world was not ready or fit for Kabbalah Satera, for receiving the Tera. Now, Rashi, I got a question for you, Rashi. And if you're listening to this year, what's going on here? Something's happening on my phone. Oh, no, 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 no. If you're listening to this year, Rashi, sorry, the Skype went on hold. Somebody called the middle. My question to you is, did the Jews really not praise the Almighty? Do we not see the Shira? The Jews just said about the Almighty, about God? Is that not praise enough? That we should say that the Jews never praised? And it's gnai? It's an embarrassment to them? I must warn you, a little, a little, uh, what's it called? Oh man, a little uh, disclaimer, that's the word. I might not answer those questions in this year. <laughs> if I don't, you'll have to find me or look it up yourself. Yisrael, as we said before, was Kayan Midian. And we said there's two explanations. One is he was the Sanechbad the Midian, he was the king of Midian, and therefore sat on the royalty of all the world. And the second, as we said, he was a Kaimal Avidazara, he was the priest for all the Avidazaras. And he knew them all. He knew exactly all the spheres, all the angels, all the all the stars. Uh, well, we're going to talk about that. That's the war of Amalek and not the victory against Amalek. So if Yisrael was indeed so involved with Avedizara, how does that make him praiseworthy? So much so that because of him the terror was given. The fact was, he knew every, like I said before, all the mazolis, everything that was going up on above, in the upper spheres and heavens, of Atsilas, of Bri, Yitzira, Asiya, he knew everything that was going on up there. This is what it means that he say he was, he was the Kayan for all the The people of the world worshipped their certain stars, certain constellations, what are they called? Constellations? I think so. The different setups of the stars. And they had names for them. They still have names for them. Mostly, I think it's Greek mythology, most of it. 
of all the different names, of all the different pictures, the horsemen and the this and the ends. It's Huad. But Israel understood the source of each and every one of them. And a person, and everybody else said, oh, it's so great, it's so wonderful, it must be a God. Yisrael knew the source of each and every one of them. And Yisrael knew how to connect with each and every one of them. But yet Yisrael understood there's only one God, Atriyadaiti. And this darkness itself, of all Avedizadis, he turns over into light. And when you take a person that has a small little problem, each issue, and you turn them around, so they become now a nice little person. When you take the severest extremist and you turn that extremist all the way to the other side of the coin to the other side of the spectrum and the lefty now becomes a righty they take and they elevate everything that they had as a leftist they elevate this to the correct path this is referred to as Yisrein Ha'er Min the light that comes from within the darkness, this Yitzray was only able to accomplish. Because although the Yidden were entrenched in Mitzrayim, in idol worship, it was a one or two idols that they worshipped, the Nilas, the sheep, whatever it was. Whatever the Egyptians were up to that day. And although they were totally into it and totally down and deep in 49 levels of Tumah, they weren't aware of everything that went on. The sources for everything. Yisrael was. So when Yisrael takes this darkness and illuminates it, elevates it, only he was able to bring this to a place that no one else could. And therefore, his coming closer to the Eden, his coming closer to God, was the ultimate preparation for Matan Because he brought about the Pneumius of Matan Tera. Alpayim shana kod Matan Tera preceded the world by 2,000 years. Tera was studied by our forefathers. In Egypt they had a yeshiva in Goshen. Yehuda was sent down first to establish a yeshiva. They had problems financially, of course, because they didn't have the GoFundMes and the charity fund and all these other things. But they struggled like all the other yeshivas. But they were a yeshiva. What came about then by Matan the ultimate way that the physical mitzvahs were able to be done. To turn the physical world into a spiritual a spiritual situation. Until that point, this was all a hidden concept. 
by Matan Teda this is all revealed. And how does, what is the best and strongest preparation for that? The bringing, the coming closer of Yisrael. He brought with him the darkness from the most despicable, from the lowest of low of Avedizadis. And not only did he now dis- disclaim all this Avedizadis, not only did he now bury this Avedizadis, he elevated it all. And he brought it all to the belief of God. And only through that are we capable of making the world a dida layas a dwelling place for the Almighty. And therefore, the Parsha talking about Matantera, it is very apropos to call the Parsha Yisrael, because he is a living example and bringing about testimony for the Matantera. So we learn from this that in order to receive the light of the Teda, we need to first go through the concept of Yisrael. To take physical, worldly, material matter and turning it into Kedusha. When a Jew takes a physical creation, and makes it into something spiritual, a vessel of spirituality, he opens the heart and the mind for Kabbalah Satera. It's not enough that the holiness, the sanctity, isn't Vesmedish in Vesakneses, or in Vesmedish in Vesakneses while we're davening, while we're doing mitzvahs. We need to envelop every moment of our daily, of our, of our wake life, and our sleeping life as well, with the Teda and Aveda and Mitzvahs. The way we sleep, the way we eat, the way we talk, the way we walk. And making everything into Kedusha. This is the ultimate goal of Matan Teda. And this is why in Ayyem the Rebbe says, that people should learn Pesukim by heart, Mishnayis by heart, Tanya by heart. So when they walk on the streets, they should repeat these words, the words of holiness. Because, says the Rebbe, that when Mashiach will come, the stone that you tread upon will turn to you and say, Bulach! Who are you to step on me? You are not learning Teda. You are not thinking Teda. You are thinking about some other trivial thing. So then what were you different than I was? Why were you any better than me that you were able to step on me? And therefore, the person needs to have the answer, which is, I was studying Teda. I was saying words of Teda. I was connected to God totally. Also, the air will complain. 
you tainted my air by walking in the streets and saying Lashon Hara by walking on the streets and embarrassing a fellow Jew you made my air foul so the air also wants the purity the elevation by being elevated with the words of Teda and Mishnayis and etc so what is Teda? is Teda a subject? is Teda a Chochmah? when I gave you I asked you a riddle you'll scratch your beard or you'll scratch your head and you'll think through the riddle until you come to a solution most riddles are mathematical the worst one that we were presented when we were kids I believe I've said it already also but we'll say it again was the riddle of the three men that checked into a hotel together and they checked into the hotel and they said we have a can we have a room for three? With three beds? And the guy says, sure, I have one. How much is it, please? He said, $30. He said, fine. And they each one put down $10, and they went to their room. As the bellhop was about to bring up the luggage, the man, the manager realized, no, it's not $30, it's 25 <laughs> So he told the bellhop, take back $5 to these people. So the bellhop takes the luggage into the elevator and he's obviously not the sharpest tool in the shed. I mean, that's why he's a bellhop in a hotel that has rooms with three beds in it. Uh, And he starts to think. He starts to scratch his head. And he says, oh my gosh, five divided by three? Oh no, how are they going to do that? These poor fellows. I know what I'm going to do. I'll give each guy one dollar back. So each guy gets three. That's three out of the five. And the other two I'll keep. They never know the difference. So now a mathematical problem comes about. The bellhop came and gave each guy a dollar. Now, before going to their room, they put down ten dollars. Now they got a dollar change. That means they paid nine dollars. Three men paid nine dollars is how much? Is twenty-seven. And the bellhop took two dollars. Is twenty-nine. Where's the thirtieth dollar? <laughs> so this is called a riddle. And you really don't want to tell it to somebody before they go to sleep and not give them the answer because they will not sleep. <laughs> they will toss and turn all night looking for that thirtieth dollar. The math is wrong. The man paid thirty dollars. The man gave them five dollars change, which means they now paid twenty-five dollars. Each one got a dollar. It's twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight. The bellhop took two dollars is 30 so we found our 30th dollar by instead of scratching our ears this way we scratched it this way
So when you take the mathematical equation and you twist it a little bit, it gets very confusing, but it's also wrong. So Chochmah, we scratch our head. There's a scientific... um, My words are lost today. There's a scientific discovery that when a person is deep in thought, excuse me, in order to access the recesses of their mind, they tend to look up. They tend to look up, and this way, according to science, they're opening up as a channel in the brain because the head is facing upwards and this opens up for them to think easier they do it naturally not because they know that's the way to do it but you see oftentimes a guy staring up when they're trying to remember something if you haven't done it yourself now you know why you did it if you haven't done it it means you haven't (laughs) you haven't thought all your life (laughs) <laughs> so that's a very scary thought anyway that's Chachma is Teira a Chachma? no Teira is Lashon Heira lesson everything in the Teira every word every fiber of the Teira is a lesson to our daily life when the Jews arrived at Har Sinai and they stood there to receive the Torah, we find a very interesting Pasuk. The Pasuk tells us, Vayichan Shom Yisrael Neged Ahor. And he rested there, the Jew, by the mountain. Vayichan is singular. To say the entire nation rested in the word should be Vayachanu. They rested. Vayichan is singular. So the Bob and Chomish the Mnikra is totally confused and says, Uh oh, why is this Lashin Yachir if all the Jews are there? So Rashi comes to that rescue of our Ben Chomish the Mikra and says, Vayichan Lashin Yachid, Kish Echod, Belev Echod. They were one. They stood at Matantera as one. There was a unity that was never ever before and never again after. This is the only time, says Rashi, that when the Jews rested, they stopped, they camped, that they camped in a united fashion. And Rashi tells the Becham HaShemikra, by the way, all the other times, Vayisu Vayachnu, was always headaches. There was always jumping up and downs and noise and everything else. That means that Tera had this very positive influence and that caused a unity unsurpassable. One minute. I was unaware of an incoming text. The words cancellations. Thank you. In, in Yeshiva Shem Ve'eva, they were learning Teda. So the difference was, of course, 
that the Teda and the mitzvahs they did were all in a very spiritual realm. And it's only by Matan Teda that it was brought down that we could physically study the Sher Shenagar Hesapara and Shnayim Eichsen Betalus. I'm sorry, I didn't see the text. In the future, wave and tell me text. <laughs> In other words, Teira brings about peace. Uh-oh. You want to tell me that Teira attracts opposites? Teira itself, Chazal tell us, if you ever open up a Yerushalmi, it's in the Yerushalmi Sanhedrin, Pedic Dalet Halacha Beis. It says, "Lay nitno divrei teira chatuchim ella kol dover chuli memtes panim toher memtes panim tomei." Teira was not given parts. Rather, we have forty-nine faces of toher and forty-nine pure and forty-nine faces of impure. The teira itself has different opinions has different ways of learning it. We listen, we learn, open a Gemara, we hear one Tana, one Ameira. This one says it's this way, and this one says it's that way. And yet, we say, if you keep your score at home, the Gemara Eidavin, Yud Gimel Amad Beis, 13 side 2, Eilu ve'elu divrei lekim chayim. There is a machlekes. Abayah says this, and Rava says the opposite. Shammai says this, and Hillel says the opposite. We ultimately say, okay, the halacha is according to this one or to that one. We go according to this, according to that one. This opinion is the one we accept. Does that mean the other one was wrong? Does that mean the other one's opinion was worthless? No! They are both God's words. So how can you tell me that Teda brings unity and peace, where we see clearly disputes, differences of opinions, total opposite one from the other, one says black, one says white, one says yes, one says no, and yet we say, they're all God's word. But all being God's word, they're causing rift. Chazal tell us, if someone says, Yesh Chochma Bagoyim, the Goyim have Chochma, Tamin, you should believe them. There is, There are Goyim that have Chochma. But if they tell you, Yesh Torah by Goyim, Goyim have Torah, I'll time and don't believe it. The difference between Chochmah and Torah, Chochmah is something that is minutic from the person. It's totally detached from the actual person. Torah, as we said before, is Lashon Heirah, It 
is a direct guidebook, a book, a guidebook of how a Jew has to behave. Thank you. Chachma puts before the person Seichel Tahir. Oh no. The IRS can't find the missing dollar. Chachma. <laughs> takes the thought process and puts it straight. The thought process being straight, in this case, where the $25 was paid by the three people, each one now received a dollar, 26, 27, 28, and then there were two dollars the bellhop took, which was 29 and 30. It's not that each one got a dollar change, because that's wrong. Because they didn't pay twenty, they didn't pay nine dollars. They all ended up paying twenty-five dollars because the other person took five dollars off, not one dollar each. Oh man, someone's not going to sleep in Atlanta. I thank God I sent him some fruits and some nuts, so he'll forgive me for <laughs> sleeping. Wake up the girls, ask the girls the same question, and see what they do with it. <laughs> Rachel, where are you? Okay. Chachma puts a person straight, but it doesn't tell the person what to do. Chachma can tell the person what the outcome of his actions might be, but it doesn't tell the person, doesn't give a person life lessons. Tera, on the other hand, its entire essence is teaching us how to live, teaching us how to behave on a daily life, on a, on a daily basis. Everything in Teda gives us lessons in our daily life. Whether you're at home in Brooklyn, whether you're on vacation in Florida, whether you're doing business in Atlanta, or chasing chickens in Scranton, Teda gives us the direct lessons how to do each, deal with each thing. So therefore, Teda is a part of Halacha within it. And although we say, Eilu ve'elu the opposite statements, every one of them is God's words. Once Halacha is given, everyone is at peace. And everyone accepts the Psaq Halacha. And this is what Das Teda does for our life when we have a question when we have a, something of turmoil we need to turn to Das Teda and we hear what is the Teda opinion and the Teda opinion guides us sheds light on things that we could not imagine and personally as we say in my personal daily life I've had quandaries i had questions and I went to a Rav, and when the Rav 
gave me his opinion because that was Das Teda, I saw exactly how his opinion was right. And it made it that much easier to overcome whatever we were going through. And therefore, a Jew that learns Teda knows that this is Teda Hashem. And he's learning it because he is totally self-nullification to this. His whole essence is in order to bring out the true lesson of Teda. How God is enveloped in the Teda. And when he gets a Psaq Alocha, he agrees with it. Not only the way the person actuals behavior, but his mind frame accepts the psak halacha and lives with it and goes with it. Yeah, I was told to do such and such, that's what I'm doing. No! I was told and now I'm with full conviction that this is the right way to do it. Even though beforehand I thought differently. And I'm not angry. I'm not upset. Just the opposite. Because I have complete faith, and I believe that this is the Psach Halacha, this is the true what want of God. And therefore it all gets brought back. And he himself feels in his seichel that this is the way the psakalocha has to be. This is the kayach that Torah unifies an entire nation. A true unity. People that had total different opinions in life. But they came together because of Torah they, they were brought together. Not because they all came with the same opinion. The opposite. They all had their opinions. They all had their thoughts. But Tata comes between them and Tata melts away any kind of dispute, any kind of misunderstandings. And therefore Tata brought about Achtus by the Jews even though they were really coming and every different time they camped, they had arguments and fights. But here when it came to Matan they were Ish Echod, the Lev Echod. They were all united as one. And ultimately, because the praise of Yisrael, because it was the source of Yisrael's, that knew all the Avedizaras, and that knew all the opposite of Kedusha. And he is the one that elevated this. And he is the one that said, Baruch Hashem the Yailam. Therefore it was his blessing that tipped the scale and caused Matan Teda. And Ginaihu, it's an embarrassment that Moshe, Aaron, Bnei Yisrael, 
we're not aware of all these other elements that needed to be elevated and needed to be brought closer to Hashem. Now, I'm not sure, according to the clock on the computer, the shear is under an hour, but it, since I started late, it's running late, and therefore we're just going to wish everyone that this Shabbos, we should all see the ultimate true revelation of, and just like by Sinai, where they saw what needed to be heard, and heard what needed to be seen, so too, we should be zeicha to as it will be the asid lovei v'nigla kveid Hashem nirei love. It will be revealed the covet of Hashem, the glory of God, will be revealed to us in a different type of fashion. Not that we will see. Not that we will see what we have to see and hear what we have to hear, but rather the opposite. As it says, we said before, V'nigla k'veil Hashem, V'rol k'obasa yachtov, and be as kalos, a true as kalos, like true revelation to each and every Jew, that Bosar Gashmi should see this, and should not just remain a physical flesh, but rather become a spiritual one, and we should see the actual spirituality in each and everything, in each and every physical thing we should see spirituality, and we should do this in Yerushalayim, Yerakadish, the Shabbos, with Mashiach, Tzikainu, Shabbat Shalom to all.